Welcome to this week's Planet Shakers podcast. Our brand new acoustic album, Show Me Your Glory, live at Chapel, is available on the 3rd of November. Immerse yourself in new praise and worship songs and encounter God afresh today. Now to this week's podcast. You know, uh, we're living in um, interesting days and uh, so much in the narrative, depending on what... uh, social media um, you have or whatever you listen to or the algorithms that are coming your way. And you can and I can get bombarded in our thoughts because faith comes by hearing. So what you hear all the time can bombard your belief. But my Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we've got to build our life, not on our environment, but on what the Word of God says, what God says. And um, a little while ago, I I spoke a a message last year called Living for Eternity or Living with the Eternal Mindset. And one of the Scriptures we looked at was Ecclesiastes 3.11. God has set eternity in our hearts. And then we looked at 2 Timothy 3 uh, and Matthew 24, and I won't have time to go through all of it, but I, I just want to highlight what some of this is saying. Um, we, we live in times that it's a very challenging time because Christianity is under attack all over the world and a whole heap of things are under attack, but it's time when leaders say that Christianity is not acceptable in the public square. Times where Christian schools and religious institutions with the rights and beliefs have had for held for hundreds of years There's an attempt to take that away. Times where innocent before guilty is no longer the standard. Times when people make up all types of things and vilify you for your faith. Times of persecution. Times where belief in the Holy Bible is attacked. The Bible says in these times, many will come in the Name of Jesus, but they'll mislead you. It says there'll be wars and there'll be rumours of wars. Nation will war against nation. Famines and earthquakes, persecution, People will be persecuted. You'll be hated because of your faith. People will turn from God and hate each other. There'll be false prophets who will deceive. Sin will be rampant and the love of God, the love for many for God will grow cold. People will be unloving and unforgiving. People will love only themselves and their money. People will be boastful and proud. People will slander each other and have no control. That They will betray their friends, be reckless, puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they'll reject the power that makes them godly. And so we see that right now in the world, all these things are happening. And the the Bible actually predicted that they would happen. And so we can get, and as the atmosphere is filled with all this stuff, you can live under this this environment that just brings your joy down, brings your uh, passion down and... uh, You can live in intimidation and in fear. But at the same time, my Bible says, when that happens, Acts chapter 2 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out My Spirit upon all people and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And in those days, I will pour out My Spirit on uh, uh, on even My servants, men and women alike, and they'll prophesy. 
And so we see the promise that God will pour out His Spirit, signs and wonders and miracles will happen, salvations will happen. God will use the old, the young, the men and women and anyone who endures and pursues God with all their heart. And then the Bible says in uh, one of these Scriptures that I haven't read out because I don't have time, it says, And the good news of the Kingdom will be preached throughout the whole earth so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. How the key to living in these times is prayer and God's presence and knowing the truth of God's work. It's the key is walking in humility, total dependence on God in all areas of your life. And, and so that's the key to these moments. Today I want to speak to you on the topic, last day ambassadors. Because God doesn't want us to be in culture, He wants us to help culture and influence culture. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. Turn to your neighbour and say, you're a masterpiece. Turn to your other neighbour and say, God got it right when He made you. Turn to your neighbour behind you and say, I hope you enjoy the back of my head. We are God's masterpiece. He created us as a new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, The plans God has for you are for good, a good hope and a good future. You say, but how can that be when all this negativity is happening? Because you can live above the storm, even in a storm. It says this, Don't forget that you Gentiles, what are Gentiles? Gentiles are anyone that's not a Jew, used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel and you did not know the covenant promises God has made to them. You lived in the world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. You were far from God, but now you've been brought near to Him through the blood of Jesus. On the cross, Jesus made a way. There was no longer true or Gentile, we were just His children. For Christ Himself has brought peace to us. Everyone say peace. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in His own body on the cross, He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentile by creating Himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled, everyone say reconciled, both groups to God by the means of the death of His death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to the Gentiles who were far from Him and peace to the Jews who were near Him. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with God's holy people. You are a member of God's family. Together we are His house built on the foundations of the Apostles, Prophets and the cornerstone is Jesus Christ Himself. Because of Christ, there is no Jew or Gentile. There is no separation. We are all one. We are one family. We are one people. 
we might have different, you know, the world might have different, um, you know, cultures, but we're all one. We are all God's children. If you believe that, come on, give God a praise in this place. See, what the world tries to do, what life tries to do, is tries to divide. God says, no, I come to unite. In 2 Corinthians, it says, so we stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. See, a human point of view will look at where people are from, what their background is, what their education is, what their financial situation is, what their talents are. And we will judge, um, elevating, no, that's not elevating, evaluating each other through what people are perceived as. But when you perceived everyone as God's children made in the image of God, you won't evaluate them according to what they do or where they're from. You evaluate them who they are made in the image of. And the Bible says that we are all made in the image of God. And God created man and He blessed them and He created us in His image, both Jew and Gentile. Whatever nation, whatever continent you are from, We are all united because we have the same dad. Right. So we stop evaluating others. See, the world evaluates if you do something wrong to them, then you write them off. That's the world. God evaluates someone does something wrong to you and you forgive them. Why? Because you live in a different kingdom. You're not in the kingdom of this earth. The Bible says we're in this world, but not of this world. Soon as you become a Christian, you are a heavenly citizen, a follower of Christ. (laughs) It says, at one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. Yeah, He was a rabbi, He was a teacher. Yeah, He was cool. He he taught some nice stuff and uh, yeah, he, He died and whatever. We celebrate Him at Christmas, but you don't know Him. But when you come to know Him, your your way you perceive Him and view Him is totally different. You don't evaluate Him no longer as some teacher that's afar. You now evaluate Him as somebody who lives inside of you, somebody who gives you power, somebody who gives you purpose, somebody who gives you a destiny, a hope and a future, somebody who can be with you in the storm, can be with you on on the sea when it's all calm, can be in every season. So many times we evaluate according to the situation instead of who He is. And the Bible says this, how differently we know Him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone and a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us, watch this, this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave us His wonderful message of reconciliation. That's what Christians should be. We should be reconcilers. Because God loves everybody. Now people do wrong and you've got to correct the wrong behaviour. But the truth is you've got to love everybody. We've got to reconcile. 
not live in a world of division, but reconcile in the church. Jesus says, I pray that you'd be one just as I and my Father are one. So how can we reconcile a world to to Jesus if we don't live reconciled with each other? (laughs) But then by this will they know that You are my children, by Your love for one another. And so when we love one another and then we love, you see, we love God's children. And, and you know, the truth is the church is, uh, you know, we're Christians, we love each other, but we love future Christians the same way. <laughs> when uh, my, my grandson was about to be born, I, I loved him before he even came into my family. I loved him already. When he came, I loved him even more. But I loved him before because I knew what he was going to become. And that's how we got to see the world. We got to love them before what you want them to be. How, how will anyone want to be a part of something that has hate and anger and judgment? I want to be a part. I want to be a part of people who will love me, that will believe in me, not give up on me, that will care for me, that will say, even if I have a different opinion to you, I still love you. Love is patient, love is kind, love is all the time. L-O-V-E. It's for eternity. (laughs) No longer counting people's sins against them. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors and God is making this appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering of our sin so we could be made right with God through Christ. So here, here is what we need to be. Well, number one, we need to have a godly mindset, a new mindset, not a worldly mindset, a godly mindset. How does heaven think about things? What's heaven like? Jesus says, when you pray, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So what is heaven like? Heaven is free. It's, it's, it's free from uh, sin, sickness, disease, infirmities. It's free from, you know, uh, bitterness. See, a worldly mindset is I get bitter, so I, I get angry and I write you off. But the problem is it just affects you. Now, if someone hurts you, you can distance yourself from them, but still forgive them. Doesn't mean you have to invite them in to hurt you again, but you need to forgive them because when you forgive them, you you make your life better because your well is no longer bitter. Your life is better. Corey Temboon, who uh, in the war was hiding Jews from the Nazis who were coming to arrest them, but and she was from Holland and they, they arrested her and put her in prison in a concentration camp. And her sister Betsy died in that camp. But Cory Temboon refused to take up bitterness. And she would talk about love all the time, love, and she'd go and speak about love, how love overcomes, overcomes. And one time she's in this church service and she's preaching on love and, and this guy at the end of the service came nervously to her and he says, I don't know if you remember me, could you forgive me? 
And he said, what, what do you mean? She said, what do you mean? And she goes, he goes, I was one of the soldiers in the, in the concentration camp and, and, and I've been carrying this, this stuff all my life. And, and she put her arms around him and says, I forgive you. How do you do that? It's not humanly possible. But when God lives in you, you can have the ability to forgive those who've hurt you, those who've done wrong to you. Why? Because this love. So have a godly mindset. Second, pray. Sometimes you just don't want to do, just pray. Help God. Keep on praying. Jesus taught us how to pray. He said, he used an issue of a widow who had been treated unjustly, unjustly went to a judge and the judge fobbed her off and she just kept knocking until she got what she was after because she knew her, her legal position as a daughter, as a citizen, as a child. Uh, uh, and, and the judge had to relent. You know, God responds to His legal obligation to us because we are heirs of Him. And so when we keep asking and say, God, there's a delay, but it's not a denial because your timing is perfect, but I'm gonna keep believing and I'm gonna keep asking. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I believe and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna seek You and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna pray and I'm never gonna to give up. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm going to keep praying until the victory has won. Now, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. Pray, 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 pray. You say, I don't know how to pray. Just pray, pray. Forgive. Live a life of forgiveness. Jesus says, when you pray, forgive those. Because then He says, if you don't, He won't be able to answer your prayer. I thought, God, that's pretty tough. Somebody's hurt me and you want me to forgive them and, you, and I'm praying for certain things and don't you have any compassion? Of course God has compassion, but the truth is the currency of heaven is faith. So if you and I are holding unforgiveness, we're not coming in faith. We're coming just asking, but we're not believing. He says, it's not that I don't want to respond. I can't respond because I need to have faith to respond because that's the currency of heaven. So if you're holding unforgiveness, you're not coming in faith. But if you forgive, you say, well, I don't feel like forgiving. I feel like I'm fake if I'm forgiving because I still have these feelings. Well, get your faith to overcome your feelings over a period of time. It might not happen straight away, but just keep going back. God, I forgive them. God, I forgive them. Every time you forgive them, you take away a little bit more control, a little bit more control, a little bit more pain, and eventually you get free. Pray, forgive, reconcile people to Jesus and be His ambassadors. You think about an ambassador, what does an ambassador do? It represents the Kingdom they are from. We are from the Kingdom of Heaven. We are citizens of Heaven. So we represent what Heaven looks like. God loves everybody. He doesn't say, they're my special and they're not special. No, God redeemed us all to be His special people. And we love everybody. We fight for justice, but we love everybody because you love people into the Kingdom. You don't, <laughs> you don't attack them into the Kingdom. Love them. So we're ambassadors. You represent the kingdom you're from. An ambassador lives in one world with the resources of another. So if I was in the developing world and I was an Australian ambassador, 
the developing world might have some challenges with finances and resources. But if you're in a, if you're from, say, Australia, you'd have the resources of Australia at your disposal, not the place you live, but the place you're from. When you're from heaven, when you're part of heaven's family, you have the resources of heaven at your disposal. I don't say this for any other reason, but just to give you a little illustration. Whenever I go to South Africa, you know, Australians earn a lot more money than than, uh, South Africans. So I always go with the plan to bless. Always go with the plan. And there's a little coffee place that I always have when I go there. And I was talking to this lady and her name's Precious, nice name. And, uh, And I said, tell me about your life. And tell me about her two children. I said, what are you going to do tomorrow? She said, oh, I'm going to cook for my children. It was, and, I, and as I'm there, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, just give us some money. So I said, I gave her one note and I said, that's for one child. And I said, this is for the other child. And she starts crying and, and I, apparently I didn't see this. My son saw this. And, but the truth is, I was able to do that because I come from Australia. I have more resource. So when you come from heaven, you have the resource of forgiveness. You have the resource of love. You have the resource of joy. You have the resource of peace. You have the resource of favour and blessing. You have the resource. So what does an ambassador do? It has the protection and might of the Kingdom therefrom at their disposal. So they have wit. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not natural, they're not human, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. What are the weapons God gives Christians? Praise, prayer, faith, forgiveness, generosity. All these are weapons to pull down the works of the enemy. They're not natural, natural ways. If I've if, if something's happening, I'm going to fight back. But we have the heavenly arsenal at our disposal, which is supernatural. <laughs> what does an ambassador do? They live in an embassy. I think heaven's embassy is the church. It should be the place where people want to come and, and find acceptance and love and, and forgiveness and truth. And, and power and healing and hope and joy. You know, the reason why we're here as a church isn't just to have this little holy huddle. We're actually here to say, hey, anyone want to come and join? Anyone want to be a part of it? We will love you. We will speak truth to you. We'll, we'll, we'll release power to you. We'll release blessing to you. Why? Because it, it represents heaven. Hmm. What does an ambassador do? Looks after their citizenship. So if I, there was a, an Australian journalist who was in a country that was arrested for doing something as a journalist and she was in prison for three years. And the people who come and fought for her was the Australian Embassy and the ambassadors that eventually got her released. Sometimes in the church, we fight for everyone else except for our own citizenship, the people of God. We gotta, we gotta fight for each other, protect each other, love each other. You know, when people attack, you know, say, no, no, that's not true. No, 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 no. And protect one another. And then love each other 
and love our future brothers and sisters that are going to join heaven's citizenship. Because <laughs> we're ambassadors. So you can look at the end times and go, wow, it's freaky. There's this and that. This happening, that's happening. Or you can say, I'm an ambassador for the last days. In the last days, I'm going to bring peace where there's turmoil. In the last days, I'm going to bring love where there's a lack of love. I'm going to bring love where there is fear. I'm going to bring faith where there is, there is unbelief. I, I, I'm going to bring forgiveness where there's unforgiveness. I'm going to bring reconciliation where there's people who are divided. I, I, I'm going to be an ambassador for Christ in the last days. I'm going to be somebody who says, I'm going to make a difference. So instead of getting intimidated in the environment that we hear and get divided by an opinion here and an opinion there, we just say, no, we bring the love of Jesus. We can still love you even if we don't agree with you. We can love you. Love is patient, love is kind. For God so loved the world. Think about Jesus. We are all sinners. We are all fallen short of His standard. And Jesus could have looked at us and gone, losers. Why would I die for them? Why would I care about them? Why, why would I love them? They, they just, they, even when I forgive them, they still do wrong. Look, at I died for them and look what they do to me. But God didn't just look at the moment and say, I love you. He looked in the past and He loved your past. He looked in your present and He loves your, you in your present and He loves you in your future. That's the God we serve. He doesn't love in whether the atmosphere is right or not right, whether the, the issue's right or not right. He just loves, period. And love is the greatest. I just want us to understand that we are in a, a season that there's conflict and contests all over the world. You know, it, it, challenges, we all face challenges. I'm cha I face challenges all the time, <laughs> all the time. But you know what? I'm, I'm refusing to let an environment steal my love for God and love for others. I'm gonna stand for truth, but I'm gonna stand for truth and love. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your faith was filled and you were encouraged. If you have any prayer requests or want to connect with us further, search for us on our social media at Planet Shakers. We'd love to hear from you.